You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Be still and know that he is God. Be still and know that he is God. He is in control. Are you here yet? Are you here yet? I know y'all have missed my singing. Don't lie. Don't lie. Y'all have missed the singing. <laughs> They're like, well, no, in 2021, leave it in 2020. It's okay. I love it. And so I'm going to do it when I feel like it. Nobody has placed me on a radio yet. So um, this is my own radio. And so we're going to be on the podcast. But welcome, welcome, welcome. So excited to be here with you guys today. We are still in the series Stewardship. And today our focus is mindfulness. Our you here yet? Are you here yet? That's been a popular phrase and it even became a movie, Are We There Yet? And that talks about the fact that they can't wait to get to their destination and they just want to hurry up, get to where they want to be. And in the moment right now, I'm not satisfied. So are we there yet? But the question that I want to ask you is, are you here yet? Are you here yet? I remember... My sister used to ask us when we would be distracted, sort of around the time when cell phones got really big, when there were social media apps. It was during the beginning phases of certain things being on your phone that weren't on your phone before. I'm aging myself. For those who um, are too young to know your cell phone, well, I I didn't even have a cell phone in college. I am not that old, y'all, but I didn't have a cell phone in college. But when cell phones first came out, it was like bricks, you know, anyway, I digress. The point is, When we were in that phase of just getting these apps and different things on our phones, you would be sitting sitting in a room and everybody's on their phone. And my sister would grab the phone and say, be here, be here, be here. And I was like, you're doing a lot. Calm down. It's not that intense. But now as I get older and I really evaluate what it means to really be present in the moment and mindfulness is something that I have a key focus of you know, making sure that that is something that I do this year. My word for the year is sore. And one of the things that God told me, because I talked about it in a New Year's Eve live, that you can have a word for the year, but I believe there's a prerequisite for that word, depending on what that word is. And for me, there's always been a prerequisite in terms of, you know, in last year, my word was, and I think I talked about this on the podcast too, last year, my word was, what was abundance. But God said you had to give and leap. And I did see abundance, but there was a lot of giving and there was a lot of leaping. And so this year, my word is sore. And the prerequisite is mindfulness. And that's being still and just being present in the moment and really allowing the Holy Spirit, you know, mindfulness, holy conversations with the Holy Spirit is what God was telling me. Because you have to be really still and hear the Spirit. And the verse that I want to talk about is Psalms 46 and 10. He says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Be still and know that I am God. And so today we are talking about mindfulness because I truly believe when we talk about the series of stewardship, it's all around if you are storing over whatever it is that God has in your life right now. If you are doing what you need to do with God has in your life right now, then 
he can bring more things into your life. Then it's like the talents. Then I can trust you with more talents and gifts. But if you are not being a good steward over what it is that's in your life right now, then how are you going to be able to handle more? And so I think a big part of being able to store it over what you have now is being mindful of what you have now, of being here in the moment, living in the moment. And two things I think mindfulness produces is self-awareness and self-love. Self-awareness and self-love. My short stint in therapy, don't judge me. Um, I really believe in therapy, um, but I had a back and forth with my therapist and she missed one meeting and I wasn't about that life because I was paying for it. And so I think I reached out and like two days passed and she didn't answer and I was just like, boom, next therapist. It's like an app. So you talk to them virtually. And so it was... You know, it just didn't work out. And then the next two people they matched me with, it didn't work. And I was like, I'm coming off this app. But it was really helpful. So therapy this year, guys. Therapy yet this this year. And so I'm going to talk a little bit about that, about how therapy will be this year. One of the things that was so... And I was just like, I did like... No, I did more than two sessions. But in my sessions with her, one of the things that was just like... Like, aha moment is she said the statement that when you live in the past, you're more depressed. And when you live in the future, you're more anxious. And it sounds like, wow, why why have I never thought about it? But it was so profound to me in the moment that I never forgot it. And it was just such like a breakthrough moment. It's like, if you are depressed, you are living in the past. You are longing for the things of the past. And if you are anxious, that's because you are longing th- for things in the future. So either one of those things, you're not here. You're not here in this moment. And I remember when I was at the Lisa Nichols conference and I met this lady and she was telling me about the program that she produced. And I might've talked about it on the podcast before, but it just really blows my mind when she tells me about this. And she was saying that it was like a $10,000 program. And I'm like, girl, what you teaching? Would you, 10 grand, what? I'm sorry, please. Break it down for me, for me. I'm going to need to, what, what are you teaching them? And so she's like, you know, it's all about being present in the moment. I was like, that's it. I can't remember where she's from. She was European accents. It's not my thing. Clearly I'm a behind the scenes, not an actress person. So I'm like, what? She was like, yeah, like it's a course on being mindful and present in the moment because so many people are either living in the past or they're living in the future and they're rarely living in the present. And so they need someone to walk them through the steps of learning how to stay in the moment. And they pay you 10 grand to stay in the moment. And even at that time, because that was way before I started therapy, which was 2020, even then I didn't get that, you know, like the thing that the therapist said that, you know, when you're depressed, it's because you're living in the past. I mean, you're anxious to live in the future because the lady just said, you know, people are paying that amount of money and she might've talked about depression and and anxiety, but I think I was trying to get over the $10,000 for all of that. (laughs) But she was like legit serious. Like she makes that kind of money for, for that. I was like, yes, you, you do it sis. But that tells you how much people want to be in the present, how much people want to be in the present. And for me as a Christian, I feel like it goes back to that verse that I started with. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And for me, what that verse means to me is be still. So don't don't try to move. Don't try to move from where you currently are. Look to me. Don't try to move. Stay where you are 
and know within yourself that I am in control of everything. Because that's what God is saying. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. I got you. I got you, girl. No, but, I'm, you know, it was better back there. I got you. Don't move. Don't move. I got you. I'm just saying, but if you just bring this in my life, I got you. If you just work this out, like, the, the way that's going to be, I got you. I got you. So it's like, you know, wait, be still and know. It's like almost like if you're not still, that you don't know. Like, you, you saying you believe is more like a cliche. Saying you believe is more like a tradition. Saying you believe is because everybody else says they believe. But do you really believe? Do you really know God? I'm reading a book now called Knowing God, and it's just like opening my mind because it's like, do you really know God? Or is it just something that you say because I don't want to go to hell. This is what I was always taught. And so I go through the emotions and I say I believe in God, but my actions are showing otherwise. Am I really being still in the moment? And am I aware that I'm not being still in the moment? And so I think two things that mindfulness produces is self-awareness and self-love. Self-awareness and self-love. So the first thing I want to talk about is self-awareness. That's always been huge for me being an introspective person. And one of the things that I remember is, I think it was back in 2015. Yeah, I was living in Nassau, living on my own. And we were on a boat for carnival. Yes, it's carnival back in the day. Don't judge me, saints. Jesus is be working on you, girl. And we had to come from a place. So it was carnival weekend. I had like three friends who came in town. They were all living abroad. And three of them came in town. And they were staying with me. And we had the whole weekend planned. And during that time, I was, you know, I was enjoying when we went to certain events, but after a while, because I was never a big party person or a big drinking person, even before I really got serious about my walk. And I really started to get serious about my walk in 2013. And so I think I still would have a drink every now and then during that time, but I was never a get drunk person. It's like have one glass or something. Um, so I had fun when we went out on the road, but when the parties just started getting consistent, I was just like, I'm not a party person. Like, I'm just not here for it. I'm not, this isn't me. So I think it was one of the last parties we went to on a boat. And I wouldn't, I'm not going to say like, oh, it was just because I was so holy and so just like (gasps) torn in my flesh about I should be serving Jesus. It wasn't, it wasn't all about that, saints. I'm going to tell you. I was longing for the thing that I still held as an idol in terms of having a family. So when I was on the boat, they were all like dancing and partying and soaker. And I, you know, I still love soaker. Soaker be it. So they noticed that I was just like sitting on the boat in the corner by myself. So my friend came and she was like, what's wrong with you? Like, this is the time of our lives. This is the highlight of our lives. This is what life is. And I was just like, I think I had, either I was having the 30 blues, either I was about to turn 30 or I literally just turned 30. I, I literally had just turned 30. I think I was a month into 30. And I was like, this is not my life. I don't, I don't want this to be my life. <laughs> and she was like, what? I was like, it's Sunday afternoon. I'm on a boat with a bunch of drunk people gyrating on each other. I was like, I wish my life at 30 was me sitting on the couch with a baby on my chest and me and my husband flipping through the channels. Like, I seriously, guys, I painted the picture. Like, I was like, why is this my life? Why? She was like, what are you doing? What are you talking about? This is life. Clearly, we had, um, you know, different goals in life. Um, 
But for her, it was like, this is what we should be doing in our 30s. Like, you like living it up, girl. You got your condo out west in a gated community and your job is popping and you making money. And your girls came down from the States and it's Carnival Weekend and we on a soca party boat, girl. This is life. I'm like, this ain't life. I don't want this life. This ain't the life for me. I was not there. I was not there. I was not there in that moment. And I'm not saying, you know, it's in terms of, you know, faith-wise that I really should have been there in the moment either. But I think our point was you are not in the moment of all of the great things that are happening for you outside of the gyrating and the, you know, partying on the boat. Life is still great. Even the camaraderie that we're having this weekend and the times of spending time together, even outside of the partying and the debauchery and all of that. We are still hanging out and having a good time together. And so it made me, you know, and she was like, you know, this is life. This is life and you're missing it. You're missing it. So one of the things I still, that stays with me to this day, not because I thought I was missing it in terms of my life should be partying, but missing it in terms of there are great things going on, but because you're so busy living in the future of what you want your life to end up with, or at different times, also living in the past, regretting certain decisions, regretting certain choices, regretting certain ways that God decided to take my path and journey, and feeling like if something was different in the past, then that would be my current present. So I was not there in the moment. She was like, you're missing it. But I think what she was trying to say is, you're missing life. You are missing it. You are missing life. And so I want to talk for a second about when we're dealing with personal development and dealing with being mindful and being in the moment, I was listening to a podcast this week on emotional intelligence. Because I think in order to be extremely self-aware, you have to be aware of what are my emotions? How do I feel in this moment? And why do I feel that way? And I was listening to a podcast. I'm going to tag it in the show notes about emotional intelligence. And Tico Wilson, go and look her up. It was really good. So she, it wasn't her show. She was a guest on the show. But she talks about emotional intelligence. And she said, listen, guys, this was so powerful to me. So Tico says that feelings versus emotions. Feeling is a belief. And I'll give you guys an example. Feeling is a belief. And your emotion is an instinctual response to that feeling. So we have four core emotions. Happiness, sadness, fear, and anger. So, for example, with the boat situation. So, I felt like at 30, no, at 30, I don't want to be partying with friends. No, 30, that's not what I envisioned. A 30-year-old should be married with a kid sitting on a couch on a Sunday afternoon. That is what I feel, but that is also what I believe. That is also what I believe. What she believed, my friend believed, that as a 30-year-old, you should be living life free, having your freedom and your independence, having the, you know, wealth opportunity to be traveling back and forth, to be visiting friends, and just having the time of your life on a Sunday afternoon. So therefore, we are having two different responses to the same moment based on our beliefs. And so our beliefs determine our feelings, and our feelings instinctually evoke an emotion. And because it's so instinctive, you do not realize that this emotion is coming from this feeling and that this feeling is your belief. It's tied to your belief. And so I was sad because I believed that that's not what you're supposed to be doing at 30. And so therefore, I cannot be in that moment. And the thing is, it's it wasn't just about the partying. If I was anywhere else outside of not being 
you know, home on a Sunday afternoon with her husband and a kid, then I was going to be depressed. And so a lot of my life, I was not there in that moment because of the fact that I believe that this isn't where my life should be. But that's why it goes back to the verse of be still and know that I am God. So whenever you do still have those beliefs that and those feelings that evoke certain emotions, pause. What's going on right now? Let me assess. What am I feeling? What am I feeling right now? What do I believe? What do I believe about this situation that's bringing forth these emotions? There are four core emotions. What is bringing about happiness? What is bringing about sadness? What is bringing about fear? What is bringing about anger? It's tied to what you believe. What you believe. So why is it so important to be aware of your emotions? Because what you believe can be false. The reason why I say what you believe can be false, what you can what you can believe can be false is I believe that at 30, you should be home on a couch with a husband and a child flipping through channels. All right, that's your belief, Corel. But for those of us who weren't 30 sitting on a couch with a husband, that's not law. That's not fact. And it's different for everybody because you saw my friend couldn't give two hoots about that. And so the question is, why do you believe that? Because you're trying to be in control of your life. The verse said, be still and know that I am God. What he's also saying is that you're not in control. I am God. God is in control. So you thinking that that's what you should be doing at that point in your life, you believing that to your core to the point that it's evoking a certain emotion is what's keeping you depressed because you're trying to be in control of your life. You're trying to be the God of your life. But if you stop, for a moment and sit in this moment and remember that you are not in control of your life. That's what that verse is saying. Stop, be here right now and remember that you're not in control of this moment. I am in control of this moment and I will be exalted in the earth because what he does is good because he's a good, good father. So as a human, your emo- your feelings, your emotions, all of those things come about, but that's why you say, that's why it says be still. That's why it says be mindful in the moment so that you can check What's going on right now? All right. I'm angry. All right. I'm sad. All right. I'm a little scared. Let's tie that back to what I believe. Why do I believe that? I'm not in control. And so as much as I think that that's what a Sunday afternoon should look like, be still and know that you're not God. He's God. He's in control. So you have to be aware of your emotions. And one of the things that I God was reminding me of is that you you keep longing for these things and we all long for different things. There's different things that we long for, whether it's a really great job, whether it's having a child, whether it's moving to a certain city and living this amazing life in this city and just everything is going to be great there. It's a mirage. It's a mirage. And when I look at life, I feel like a lot of us are saying, I can't wait to move from this spot right now and get to this next spot if you're living in the future. Or I'm so depressed because back then it was a little better. But I think sometimes, a lot of times, the enemy distorts the image. It's a mirage. And so I was reading a story about this lady who had a child and it's a special need. She's a, she has a special needs child. And... She was saying how the first child who was born a few years before that was born stillborn. Then this child was born and a lot of their intelligence was delayed and there were a lot of things that the child wasn't able to do. And then they found out 
you know, the special concerns that they had for the child and how the child's life would be different and how, you know, this child would be dependent on her for life. And so it made her question, would her child ever talk? Would her child ever have friends? Would her child be bullied? And, you know, all these different things about wondering if this would happen to her child. And then I remember knowing her years ago when she first started dating the guy and I was like, ooh, she cute, he cute, boy, they cute together. And so they were dating and it was cute. And then they kind of moved away to Canada and I was like, ooh, they got to move, that's cute. Like living somewhere else. Then they got married. It's like, ooh, look at them married. It was like, now they're going to have a beautiful baby. And then it's like, then the first baby was still born. So the thing about it is you have this picture in your mind and sometimes it's comparison, sometimes it's jealousy, but we all have different things that we go through and you're looking for a comfortable, pain-free life and that's not guaranteed. So yeah, you could be at 30 sitting on a couch watching TV with your husband, but you could also be there dealing with your special needs child and feeling overwhelmed and having all of those concerns that she was talking about. Or you could be sitting there and he's not home and he's not answering your phone and you don't know where he is. Or you could be sitting there and he is a noble, good man, but he has to work countless hours because you guys just don't have enough money to make ends meet. So you're home alone on a Sunday afternoon because he's being a good, honest man trying to earn that living for you. And you have to understand what life is in that sense and adapt to life in that sense. What I'm trying to say is you have to be here in the moment and know that God is in control because trying to get to that next moment of, I need to go in the future. It looks really good there. That's a mirage. The painful moments about what's going on right now, they're going to be other painful moments in the future. When you think about the past, it wasn't that good. I remember when I used to be longing for a relationship and some one of my friends was like, it wasn't all of that. Like, I don't know what you remember. I don't know if you guys ever do it. Like, you're like, oh God, I've been single so long or, oh gosh, I've been unemployed so long or, oh my gosh, you know, I, you know, when I used to live there, it, it was all right. There were things that you, like, I would reminisce on times in LA. I was, LA was the bomb. I miss LA, girl. If I could go back to LA. Do you remember the times when you would sit in your car? Because you guys were in that tiny apartment and he had his girlfriend over and you didn't... Do you remember? Do you remember, like, the dog licking your face? Like, I mean, it was good, but don't... Do you remember when you couldn't pay for the food and they said your credit card was declined? Like, do you remember? Like, there were moments. Like, like don't, 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 sis. Do you remember? Do you remember? There were moments when you... When a new friend bailed on you and you guys were supposed to go to a color run experience and you paid a lot of money and you had to go with a group of strangers. Like, do you remember? Do you remember that there were also, you know, challenging moments during those times? There's challenging moments. And so you're you're longing for the past or longing for the future and not realizing what's beautiful about the current season that you're in. But you have to be self-aware enough to understand what am I feeling, which is also what do I believe about this event or this particular moment, and then also what emotion is coming from that and how do I deal with that and am I trying to be in control right then am I trying to be in control so how do we become more self-aware for us to even figure this out so I'm going to give you three tips practical tips they are going to be in the show notes journal when you journal you become more self-aware you became you become more understanding of what's going on and who you are the the second one is staying in the moment Staying in the moment, you have to be able to put your cell phone down, close the tabs, focus on the moment, focus on the moment around you, focus on what's going on and just just be there. The next one is surround yourself with people who have real honest conversations with you. 
Surround yourself with people who have real, honest conversations with you because that's what my friend was doing. She was just like, let's chat. Come here, let's chat. Let's have, <laughs> let's have a real conversation. How about we do that? Let's chat and have a real conversation. Because when you're self-aware, that's when you are able to ask yourself, you know, where am I? Where am I? Like, are you, the, the question is, are you here yet? If I'm not here, where am I? Am I living in the past? Am I living in the future? And why am I there? What am I trying to control about that situation? And so the last question that I want to answer for you is, how do I get back to where I need to be? How do I, so we established you know, where am I? And that comes with self-awareness. That comes with journaling, staying in the moment, focus. Because when I stay in the moment, I focus in the moment, then I'm aware of what's going around me and my emotions. And surrounding myself with people who are going to tell me the truth and are going to be real with me. And so I'm asking myself the first question of where am I? And that comes with self-awareness. But the second question is, so how do I get back to where I need to be? How do I get to where I need to be? And how I how we get back to where we need to be is self-love. So self-awareness tells us where we are and how we get back to where we need to be is self-love. We all know that God is love and so that's how we form an understanding of love. And once we begin to work on that relationship, we talked about that in spiritual development and starting over that relationship with God, we have to start over the relationship with ourselves. Remember, you want to be in a position where you can show love to your child, show love to your coworker, show love to that person who pissed you off. Okay, you may not want to do that, but Jesus wants you to show love to the person who pissed you off. But that's hard, y'all. You know what makes it even harder? When you don't love yourself. When you don't love yourself, it's harder to love that family member who just like gets under your skin. It's harder to love that friend who, or, or, or not a friend or whoever it is, a colleague or you know someone you know. It's harder to love them when you don't love yourself. And so one of the things that I've noticed during this upcoming season of Love Month, which is February, is there are are events and different things that are surrounding self-love. And I was like, yes, let's do this self-love thing. I remember back in 2017, I did an event called Love Yourself. And I was so happy about all the women who came out. I was like, yes, to love yourself. And then when I was living in Nassau, we did another event where it was for you. It was like... Wednesday night's for you, and the weekend is for you, boo. And it was like so many women who came out, and I was just like, I am here for it. And so this month, I see like there are events going on that encourage self-love. There are packages from spas that encourage self-love. I was talking about to a photographer, and they were talking about how they were thinking about doing something geared towards self-love. And I was like, yes, more self-love. Because so many times, people come into February, and if you're not in a relationship, or you're in a relationship, and the person you're with are just not super romantic, then you're thinking like, oh, it's love month, it's commercial. Valentine's Day. Like, love on yourself. Let me tell y'all what I did, y'all. The spa that I go to, they had packages where it was like, you know, love on yourself. And I was like, yes, I'm going to get me a full package. And I booked it for February 12th already. I was like, let me get my appointment in because these couples are going to be trying to book their appointment. And I was like, I'm going to be early. I'm going to book my appointment because this is how it's going to go. It's self-love month. And so one of the things that I had to realize a lot of times in my life, and I think it's a great thing for all of us to have that self-awareness and check, do I really love myself? Do I really love myself? Because I think there's a lot of times that we think we love ourselves because that just sounds, that sounds bad to say. Like, I don't love myself. Like, Like, nobody ever wants to say that. Like, nobody ever even believes that. Like, Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't compute. Like, I don't love myself. Of course I love myself. I love me. Really? 
really, because actions speak louder than words. Okay. So one of the things that made me, you know, really dig deep into this is what I was saying just earlier about feelings and emotions. And so we talked about, you know, feelings are your beliefs. So if I believe that I should be a girl boss in the season, my my business should be making money or I should be making a certain level at my job, I should be, you know, making six figures. And so if I believe like, you know, I'm 35, my company should be doing this or I'm 35 and I should have already gotten promoted to this particular phase in my career where I'm making this kind of money, then if I feel that way and that's not what's happening, then the emotion that's going to come out of that is sadness or anger or disappointment. And so if I'm sad, disappointed, and angry, then I'm sad and disappointed and angry about me because I'm sad and disappointed about where I am currently in my life. And so if I am not here in this moment because this is not where I want to be and this is not where I believe I should be in my career, then I don't give myself love because I'm not resting. I'm hustling. I'm working. I'm just I'm working long hours. I'm doing this back and forth. I'm doing all of these things because this is where I'm trying to go. This is where I'm trying to go. This is where I'm trying to be. I need to work towards that particular thing. Okay, if I am somebody who is feeling like, you know, my glory days are gone. I used to be back in the day. Things was good for me. I I believe that back in the day was when I was cute. I was really small. I was a really, you know, cute figure. Can't get that figure back. I don't know what's going on. I tried to get in the gym. If you're struggling with that, you listen to that episode from last week on girl. Look at that body. But you like you living in the glory days of, you know, we're not going to be high school size no more. Like, I just need... You're a woman. You're a woman now. Uh, but you you may be feeling like, you know, that that's how it was back then. And so, therefore, I'm just... I'm so depressed that I'm just... You're living in the past. And now you're just lazy because you're trying to get back to there. Let's just get healthy for where we are now. Let's just be a healthy you today. Can you be... Are you here yet? Are you here? Stop living in the past because you just get depressed about it. And then you just emotionally eat when you depress because you're trying to cover up the fact that you depress. It's a whole nother podcast. But the point is that you need to be aware of where you are in the moment and how are you treating yourself based on what you believe about yourself, how you're treating yourself. And so you need to really reflect on how am I feeling in this moment? What is my belief system? And what you have to remember is if you are believing that I'm not good enough, so I need to hustle and fight and do whatever I need to do to get to that image in the future, or I'm so down and depressed that I'm not doing anything because I'm just like looking at myself and just like, what are you doing? I remember one time I would like pinch my skin and be like, girl, you're so fat. Girl, why you look like this? Girl, why your skin look like this? Girl, why you... Would you say that to your friend? No, but you say it to yourself. Because you don't love yourself. If you talk to yourself like that, you don't love yourself. That's like, ooh, Holy Spirit, what? Yeah. The way you talk to yourself, you don't love yourself. You do not love yourself. You do not think that you're fearfully and wonderfully made, but you need to remember the scripture Psalms 139 and 14. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full and well. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. But the enemy will try to come in and disrupt your beliefs. He will disrupt your beliefs. And he will make you feel that, you know, I've been working on me, but 
I haven't gotten married yet. Maybe maybe I'm too difficult. No, sweetie. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. If you are working on yourself, if you're being obedient to Christ, you trust God and know that he is in control. You trust. You be still. You stay in that moment and know that he is in control. And you love on you and love on what's going on with you in this season. Love. Because if you don't love the season you're in, then you don't love you. Because you're a part of that season. If the enemy is telling you to say, you know, I've listened to my doctors and the Holy Spirit, but my body hasn't been able to reduce children. Maybe I'm not worthy. No, 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 boo-boo. No, no, no. You just go get that Psalms and you say, mm-mm, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay. I'm going to do what the doctors say. I'm going to do what the Holy Spirit say. And I'm going to love the season I'm in because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Period. Period. Okay. Well, when the enemy tries to say, you know, I've been getting the guidance. I've been putting in the hours, but you know, my company still doesn't make money. I haven't got a raise. Maybe I'm not smart enough. Uh, 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 uh. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. No, but you ain't, you ain't cute because you're, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm drinking my water or listening to girl get that body. I'm walking in the gym. Don't, don't come for me. Don't come for me, enemy, because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. I'm doing what I'm got to do. So I'm not saying sit down there and not do your part. I'm saying do the instructions of whatever God told you to do for whatever the promises that he gave you. But remember that you're fearfully and wonderfully made and you tell the enemy, oh, that's never going to happen for you. Listen, God who will be exalted in the earth is able to do any and everything. Don't do it. Don't do it. You got to get, you got you talk to yourself hard. You need to talk to the enemy hard. Like if it's a negative emotion coming in you, honey, boo boo, that ain't Jesus. Jesus already told you in his word. He's like, mm -mm, sweetie, I praise, praise me because I am, you, you, you are fairly and wonderfully made. Mm -mm, mm -mm. They said it. They were in, in the Psalms. Yeah. Praise God, because you're fearfully and wonderfully made. So when the enemy tries to come and give you those self-defeating thoughts that cause you not to love on yourself, not to be in this moment because uh, I like myself up there. Mm, no, you don't, because you don't know what yourself up there going to do. I like myself with a child. So that that's when I'm, because mm -mm, it might be a special needs child, and then you have to figure out a whole other set of issues that you got to go. The child may be stillborn. Then you have a whole set of another issues. You, you don't know, like this mirage that you're trying to go, no, because my business, really? Really? Because then when other people start attacking the business, when other people start, you know, mimicking the business, when people, it's losing money or there's a big investment and you lost all the money that you got there so far and you, you try to offer things and nobody's like, mm-mm, mm-mm, no boo-boo, no honey boo-boo, give it to Jesus, give it to Jesus. Leave it. Mm -hmm. Leave it in his hands and in his bosom. He's got you, girl. He got you. He got you, girl. He got you. But you have to You have to love on yourself. You have to love on yourself. So what are some things that you can do? First, go to Jesus because that's where the love comes. That's where the love comes. But you have to be grateful for the amazing things about you. So I, I write in my gratitude journal every day, three things I'm grateful for. Three things I'm grateful for every day. Start that practice. If you've never done it before, start the practice. Say kind things to yourself. Like when I, do, do you ever, if you never did it, do you go on the marriage and say, girl, you cute. You cute, girl. The other day, I treated my hair, got my my ends trimmed. I'm trying to, you know, go on this healthy hair journey. And I was like, girl, you cute. And even when I, I the other day, yesterday, I put on like a sporty outfit because I was just, you know, we take Friday afternoons off and I was like, okay, I'm going to go and hang, have lunch with my girls. And 
we all work for ourselves, so this is what we could do on Friday. And so when I put on my outfit, I was like, girl, you look cute, girl. It's cute. It's cute. And when I walked in, they was like, girl, you cute. I was like, girl, I know. And it's not being arrogant or overconfident. Like, you, you, I said it to myself before I got into the room. And so when you're waiting on validation from others because you don't have love for yourself, then you can't give nothing to anybody else. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about love and love and other people next week. We're going to talk about it next week. But what I'm saying is you have to be mindful in that moment to know that I got to love on me because this is me right now. Am I the size that I want to be? Not yet. But I still cute. <laughs> Not yet, but I still cute. I still cute, though. It's okay. I still love myself. I love where I'm at right now. You know, would you love a Friday night date night? Yeah, but you know what? I'm going to have a date with me until then. I'm going to have a date with me until then. Because that's the next one. Make time for you. Make time for you. Reward yourself. It's Friday night. I'm going to watch some Dawson Creek, y'all, on Netflix. And I'm going to, you know, eat, do a little cheat day and have a little bit of you know, thin crust pizza. I'm going to be drinking my water and it's going to be great. I love myself. It's cool. I'm not going to put pressure on myself either. You know, make time for you. Reward yourself. Reward yourself. I had a very, very busy, overwhelming week. Pause on that. Thank you guys for praying for us and for those who signed up for the May Call You Queen course. Did not get to talk about that at the beginning. I was, you know, stretching my vocals. But the Lord came through, y'all. Jesus came through. And the ladies are in that course. I, I thought I was going with a limited number. And I didn't reach the number that I thought. But the number that we have is so amazing. Because two people signed up on the morning of. Two people literally signed up on the morning of. And I have been blessed to sort over these five women. And I'm like... God, you know, and we, we had such a good, impactful time during the first lesson of the course with these women. I was just like, why'd you thought this was going to be more than five? Why'd you thought that you, and I was like, okay, what am I going to do in the future? Because the number was supposed to be double this. And in my mind, you know, who's in control y'all don't forget, be still. And we had so much to unpack, so much to talk about, so many, you know, sharing back and forth. I was like, oh my gosh, God really knows because with six of us in this room, virtual room, like this is, this is a lot, but God really showed up and it's amazing. And I I said it in the Royal Access and join the Royal Access. If you're not in there, that Catherine told me, like, I believe it's more about what God wants to do with you in this moment. Not that the course isn't going to be good. Not that the women won't be transformed, but I think God wants to do a work in you. And let me tell y'all, honey, boo-boo child, he is doing a work in me right now, but I'm so blessed and it's so amazing. And if you are thinking about it for cycle two, we're not uh, launching it right now, but just keep your ears open. And when we do start launching and promoting it, I will definitely be talking about it on the podcast. But I had to pause and say, you know, I was really grateful to God about what he did and how he came through and what he's doing through me and through the lives of the women that are in that community. And it's been a long week. And so as a result, I was like, I'm taking Friday afternoon off. I'm going to have lunch with my girls by one of their houses. And then after that, I'm just going to chill out. I came home and took a nap, (laughs) took another nap. And then I, you know, had my Friday night of just, you know, watching Netflix, chilling out, eating some thin crust pizza and just loving on myself, like love on yourself. I remember I had a friend, she's married and with a, did she have a child yet? I don't know. I don't know if the child was there, but the point is I was like, where are you? And she was like, oh, I'm having dinner. I was like, oh, okay. Sorry to interrupt you guys. She was like, no, it's just me. I was like, you have a husband. Why are you to dinner by yourself? Because I do things by myself because I do things by myself because I, I, I want to spend time with me. And I was like, wow. 
So like it doesn't stop. No, because I like my company and I wanted to spend time with me. I was like, that's that's dope. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. So it, so it doesn't stop. And I think that is a misconception in our mind. Like I stopped loving on me. I stopped spending time with just me. I stopped doing stuff for me when this person comes. And I think a lot of married women who are very self-aware and also practice self-love will be the first to tell you, nah, sweets, <laughs> I still do me too. I still want to grow too. And I notice that too when I when I have courses like the May I Call You Queen um, or events and see that we do have, you know, some single women in it, but we also have married women in it. We have women who, has, who have children in it. And so it reminds you that, you know, no matter what season of life you are in, that self-care, that self-development, that working on me, that self-love of loving me and having time with me is still extremely important. And so I want to remind you that you have to learn to stay in the moment and two parts of mindfulness is being self-aware and and having that self-love. I remember watching an interview with Oprah and Shonda Rhimes and Oprah was saying to Shonda, like, are you conscious? Are you conscious of everything that you've been able to do? Are you conscious of all the people you've been able to impact? Are you conscious of the moment? Have you been able to take a moment? And she often asks that question to people who've had a very high level rise of success or fame. And she said, you know, I really haven't. I've had my head buried so long into the work that I didn't really realize the impact. And the thing about it is don't wait until God takes you to that place where he's increased your impact. He's increased your influence. He's increased the people that you are able to touch and impact and have purpose with. But you're so busy working to consistently achieve to consistently get to the next level, consistently move up, that you're not really appreciating the here and now. The here and now is so important when we learn to trust God, when we learn to know that he is in control, when we're still enough to know that God is in control, when we're aware of our emotions and our feelings and our beliefs. And is this belief truth? Because truth is in Christ. And so if it's not grounded in the scripture, if I'm not realizing that, you know, it's God in this moment who said that I am fearfully and wonderfully made and it's okay that my comparisons or my hopes for the future or the things that I thought were going on are not happening in this moment because there is something beautiful happening in this moment. He's still in control. He's still being exalted. He still made me fearfully and wonderfully made. So help me, Lord. Help me, Holy Spirit, to really discover and really sit and really enjoy what's fearfully and wonderfully made about me right now in this moment. Help me to be aware of my beliefs and transform my beliefs to your truth so that I can appreciate this very moment so that I can be here. Because when I'm here in this moment, then I am able to really you know, bask in the joy and the peace of what you have brought to me because life is never going to be perfect. In this life, we will have struggles. We will suffer. We will go through ups and downs. And so when I'm trying to reach this mirage, it's because I'm trying to reach a certain destination of comfort and joy. Comfort and joy is in heaven. And so the only way that I can have peace on earth is in a relationship with Christ. I don't need to reach to another destination. I don't need to check something off my list. I don't need to check being married off my list. I don't need to check having children off my list. I don't need to check having off a certain amount of income, a certain house, a certain living in a certain city. I don't need to check that off my list. What I need to realize is that being still in this moment and being with God and having that 
relationship with him and remembering that he loves me and remembering that he has worked all things for my good, that, that's the moment I'm trying to get to. And that moment is right here and now. I don't have to wait for it. I don't have to long for it because it's something of the past. It's something that I can enjoy right now. Because even when he brings the promises, I'm going to need to stay in that moment in order for me to enjoy the promises and the blessings because there's a burden attached to every blessing. And so if I can enjoy the blessings in my life and ask God to hold my hand through the burdens of this current moment, then I won't try to get out of this current moment. I won't try to get out of this current moment. And so that's what we have to learn. We have to be mindful enough to say, God, I know you're not going to bring another promise or another blessing if I can't handle holding your hand through this blessing and this burden season. So help me to be here. Help me to be mindful of who you are in my life. Help me to be still and know that you are God. Thank you so much for listening, guys. I have always, always, always had such a great time with you guys. Can't wait to catch up with you guys next week. Thank you for tuning into the Royal Access. Remember to share this with a friend who needed the reminder of mindfulness and being here. Are we here yet? Are you here yet? Enjoy your week, guys. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.